1: What
0: up, what up, what up, though? Ball hawk show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Bricklayers and ball shorts, coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap doors supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know, that's the reason we ball for. Circle round, twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, what up, what up, what up, what a do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. I appreciate you taking time out your day to listen to the latest episode of the show. Today's show, we will be recapping the ACC Championship. Between the Virginia Cavaliers and the Clemson Tigers. Before we get started, shout out to my sponsor, Able Insurance. Go to ableinsurance.net for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance, anything insurance involved. Go holler at Able Insurance Service in the state of Virginia for over 30 years. The good people, Billy and Charlene White. Um, Go to sthujuice.com. That's sthu for all your Shut The Hell Up Juice apparel, my clothing brand. Go check it out. Tell me what you like and make a couple orders. And also go to Ahmadhawkins.com for anything that I'm a part of. It will be uploaded to this site. That's any podcast that's ever been dropped. Anything with CBS 19 and anything with The Walkthrough, also sponsored by Ava Insurance. So let's jump right into it, man. The ACC championship, the Virginia Cavaliers, came up short. Um, Clemson demonstrated the top tier. You know, we got to see up close and personal what a top tier team looks like. And it was on full display for all four quarters as they were victorious over our Cavaliers by a score of 62 to 17. So they covered that 28 and a half point spread. Um, Started out good for the Cavaliers, though, man. We started, I mean, the offense played good in general, but first, if this is your first time listening, make sure you hit that subscribe button on any platform, but what we're going to do is we'll always go over numbers first, some post-game notes, and then I get into the analytical piece. If you want to skip to the analytical piece, um, it's usually like 10 minutes from this point, so if you want to get right to the X's and O's, fast forward 10 minutes, but we're going to jump right into it right now with the team stats, first downs. Clemson had 28, UVA had 23. Rushing, Clemson had 211 yards rushing, while UVA had 104. Uh, Clemson had 408 yards passing, UVA had 283 yards passing. Total offense, Clemson had 619 yards. A total offense, UVA had a total of 387 yards of total offense. Now, these are pretty much average Average. For Clemson, they averaged like 280 yards passing the game, 250 yards rushing the game. So they dropped in rushing, but they added almost 200 yards in passing. Uh, they averaged like 500 yards of total offense. Six, they got 600 yards of total offense. On the flip side, they have been limiting um, opponents. To less, far less than 300 yards total offense. UV almost eclipsed 400 total yards, and the passing yards jumped out the most. This was the most they given up passing all season long, and that's even versus North Carolina. So um, it shows you how good the Wahoos played on offense, and we just can't say this was garbage time because they got the majority of their passing and total offense in like the first two quarters um, before the game got kind of blown out the water. So Um, Again, man, salute to the offense. Uh, Some miscellaneous time in possession. Clemson had the ball for 26 minutes, 46 seconds. UVA had the ball for 33 minutes, 14 seconds. UVA was 10 of 18 on third down, and Clemson was 6 of 9. We were 0 for 1 on a fourth down conversion. They were 6 of 6 in the red zone. We was 3 of 4 on the red zone. We had two sacks. They had two sacks. Some individual Stats, Bryce Perkins was 27 of 43, 266 yards, two touchdowns, also two interceptions, was sacked two times. Trevor Lawrence was very efficient, 16 of 22, 302 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, two sacks. Uh, Chase Bryce, their backup, was 5 of 7 for 106 yards. Brennan Armstrong was 2 of 4, 15 yards, and one interception. Rushing. Bryce Perkins led the way 17 rushes, 72 yards, but he lost 14 yards in the two sacks. So he basically had 15 carries for 58 yards. Wayne Talapapa had eight carries for 43 yards. Brendan Armstrong had two carries for three yards, but he got he had a loss of three. So a loss of two, so he only had uh three total yards. Travis Entian. Back-to-back ACC Player of the Year demonstrated why he was ACC Player of the Year two straight years in a row. 14 carries, 114 yards, one touchdown. He averaged eight yards per carry. That dude is explosive, and I'll break down what I saw from their offense in the analytical part. But he showed a different level of a running back. Seeing him in person, Uh, Haseeb Dubois led the way for UVA. 10 catches, 131, 130 yards, and one touchdown. Billy Kemp, nine catches, 66 yards. Terrell Jana six catches, 62 yards, one touchdown. Wayne Papa, one catch, 10 yards. Tanner Cowley, two catches, 10 yards. DeJean Brissett, I mean, Brissett, one catch, three yards. Hayden Mitchell, one catch, two yards. Joe Reed was out with an injury, uh, so he didn't play in the game. For Clemson, T. Higgins led the way, showing why he was all ACC. Nine catches, 183 yards, three touchdowns. Justin Ross, three catches, 94 yards, one touchdown. So those were the two big play receivers. I'm not going to go over everybody else. Other guys had one catch, 57 yards, three catches, one catch. We ain't going to do all that. Um, we'll go to defense now. Joey Blunt led us in tackles with 11, and he had one tackle for a loss. Haskins Smith had 10 tackles and a half a tackle for a loss. Zane Zandir, Zeus. Had 10 tackles, one tackle for a loss. Nick Jackson had nine tackles, a half a tackle for a loss. Chris Moore has seven tackles, one tackle for a loss, and a half a sack. Congrats on a half a sack, Chris. Nick Grant has six tackles, one pass breakup. Charles Snowden, four total tackles. Devontae Cross, four tackles, two tackles for a loss, and his first career sack. Salute to him. Uh, Bernie had three tackles. Ah, uh, Manny Alonso, three tackles, half a tackle for loss. Matt Gam, two tackles and two pass breakups. Eli Handback, two tackles. Noah Taylor, one tackle, half a sack, half a tackle for loss. And Famai had one tackle and one QB hurry. Um, Kayvon Wallace had nine tackles for Clemson, fellow Richmond product, and then Isaiah Simmons showing why he is a top-flight linebacker had nine tackles also. Her interception and one pass breakup. Um, But, yeah, man, um, I guess we could go over some player notes right quick uh, for us. Let's see. Let's see. Finishing with 387 yards of total offense, UVA is the only team this season to amass 300 plus yards of total offense versus the Tigers. Uh, UVA broke the school record with sacks in a season. They now have 45 The old record was 43, and that was a 2017. Uh, Bryce Perkins, 266 yards passing this game. He becomes the second quarterback in UVA history to have 3,000 yards in a season passing, joining Kurt Benkert, and he did it in 2017. And then later in the game, Perkins broke Kurt Benkert's single-season passing record. Um, He now has 3,215 yards. Kurt has 3,207. We talked about Perkins and the most passing yards given up by Clemson. Uh, Bryce Perkins had 58 yards rushing. He passed Bullet Bill Dudley, the great Bullet Bill Dudley, 1,631 for number one on UVA's career rushing list by a quarterback. Perkins now has 1,668 career rushing yards. So salute to... uh, Bryce Perkins and the hell of five season he's had thus far. And we still got one more game because we're going to the Orange Bowl to play on October 30th versus Florida. So, so that's great news right there. But let's jump into what ballhawks saw in the game and what did this game mean moving forward? I would say this. Like I said, this game demonstrated the next tier. We've been here before, right? When Coach Bronco first got here, the first game at Virginia, he got beat by Richmond. Just demonstrated the sense of urgency and where you needed to go in order to get back on the cusp of competing on the level that and the standard that we have here. Then you fast forward to the bowl game versus Navy. We got beat pretty bad, and it demonstrated, hey, now you have to learn how to finish in the bowl game. Like you don't just be happy to be here; be happy and try to win. And it, it demonstrated that to all the players as well, because that was uncharted waters. And then you had last November, and well, we didn't finish the season. You know what happened versus Pitt? Then what happened versus Georgia Tech? Then what happened versus Virginia Tech? The art of finishing once you get to that stage and you give yourself the opportunity to take over the Coastal. So you saw this season. We learn how to bounce back from adversity. We learn how to finish in November and we learn how to finish versus tech and beat tech. So all the check marks and then it showed in the bowl game last year versus South Carolina that we learn from previous shortcomings. So now you get to the ACC championship And this just demonstrated that Hey, this is your next step B-Tech win the Coastal Now it's B-Tech win the Coastal Win the ACC You're playing against a team that's one of the top two Best teams in the country Three teams, whatever you want to date In the top four because they're in the college football playoffs But that's a well-oiled machine That's a top-tier University as far as Football And showing you the difference in having a bunch of four stars i think they had 40 or 60 and we got one and they have a plethora of depth it showed when they put their backups in we still had some of our starters in how they were still getting the ball downfield in an in in, in explosive fashion so this was a great learn. like it hurt don't get me wrong as a competitor it hurt to get your tail whooped Especially when you prepare and you got belief in yourself and your brothers. And sometimes you just run into a buzzsaw and you get smacked. But nothing is a mistake because everything is a teaching, you know. So you take it for what it's worth. You learn from it. You build from it and you go from there. And that's what I think. Like you have no regrets. You should not regret anything in life because if it's good it's wonderful and if it's bad it's an experience so the fact that this was bad this was a an experience for our players and our coaches but mainly for the players because as coaches as an adult your brain works different so you gotta identify what needs to be done you can foresee what's neat what needs to be done but once you once your kids or the players that you coach finally see it up up close and personal now your message will really reach them the next time you tell them hey you need to lock in because i'm pretty sure this like this is uncharted waters for the kids on this team like you beat tech that's a you know you beat tech you win the coastal that's a great feeling and you know you're playing with House Money versus Clemson because they're a, hella, they're a bona fide team. And then you get a little bit of confidence because you're, you're responding to a touchdown that they had. Like the first drive of offense moves the ball down the field, explosive plays, um, miscommunication between uh, a Bryson and a receiver. Safety makes a great interception, keeps both feet in. Then the offense did what I thought they would do, would attack us through the air because of the injuries and because of the inexperience in the secondary and because of so much explosive power they have on the outside and the guys they had at receiver I told the ACC Network when I was asked like Ball Hawk if you were scouting against UVA defense how would you attack them and I said man I would hate to say it but I gotta be an analyst I would attack through the air I would make their make the DBs demonstrate that they can consistently cover my big time receivers because that's a strength even though we had a two-time all acc player of the year in etienne my biggest mismatch is my receivers versus their secondary versus their corners it just is because this is nick first time starting as a corner all season and then heskin just came in a couple weeks ago if bryce was there yes bryce could take away one side of the field but you still have matchups everywhere else because of the depth that they had at receiver and don't get me wrong if bryce is there the confidence for Nick is going to be that much better as well. When you see your brother go down, he's basically your mentor. He's helping you. He's keeping you sane. Since Bryce's went down, Nick has had to take on that that leadership for the corners. So you got a kid who's learning how to swim, been thrust into being the lifeguard now for Heskin, and everything's moving fast for him. And I know he was frustrated with the way that he played. And there was no need for me to text him And and try to critique what I saw for the Clemson game Because as a competitor I know he knows what he did wrong He had a bag Like we've all had that one game And you hate that his one game Was on the biggest stage Versus a top flight receiver in T. Higgins Who's going to be a first round Second round draft pick at worst At worst he's a second round pick The kid's on the verge of breaking All DeAndre Hopkins records At Clemson That's how special that kid is the main thing i wanted for for nick was to see better tackling because that's his, that's what he known for to be a short tackle and that's when me as a former player i understand the lights do get to you it gets to you when there's uncharted waters like when it's your pedigree when when your pedigree from high school to college when you've been in big games all through high school and you was that top flight person all through high school and then you get to college and that expectation is thrust upon you from day one so you have to live up to it and once you get to that big stage it doesn't really wow you because you've been bred for this but if you're a guy that has to develop to a certain level and then you get to that level and then now you tell telling me i got to Go up three other levels now, cause I just mastered this level that got me to the starting position. I didn't I don't I don't I don't I didn't lose any confidence in Nick. I call it spade a spade. I'm a realist. Like I said, the only thing that I wanted him to do better was tackle. I understand how you that panic button could go off when you gave up not only a touchdown, but you gave up a, a, a deep a deep ball as well. So I know now your techniques gonna go out the window, cause all in your brain is like, "Don't get beat deep." And then once you say "Don't get beat deep," everything goes out the window as far as tackling and things like that. So I get it, I get it, and I and I empathize with the young man. I'm betting that I know he's gonna come back better. I know he's gonna come back better. We can't sit up here and like them them Clemson dudes ain't been doing every DB like that. Like I tell you I'm a realist And as a realist I'm going to hold him accountable And we're going to work our tails off Once after we You know we work our tails From now to the bowl game To make sure that the bowl game The showing is a better showing And then once the bowl game's done We're going to get in the lab We're going to watch film We're going to work on Subtle things of his technique That Coach Howell wants him to work on Just like we did in the summer To get him to this point now So yeah He struggled And I know that's the elephant in the room. That's why I'm talking about it now. Yes, I know. Everybody was talking about number one Nick Grant on Twitter. I'm going in on him. And I would tell Nick, print out every single tweet that was bad about you and put it up on your wall and use it as motivation. Don't hide. Don't sulk. Don't get down to yourself. Work. Go sharpen up your craft. You're going to appreciate it that much more. So... That's what I say about that. But offensively, they had us off guard, man. They, I mean, when I when my, my main thing with Clemson, I knew they would be very balanced. Like I said, average two, like what is it, two thirty rushing, the two fifty rushing, two eighty passing. So you knew they could be balanced. And our safety showed, man. Anytime they put the ball in the belly of and they were sucked up. So you could run any inside route versus our DB. So with that being said, they had to give a little bit more cushion. And then we didn't do a good job tackling on the out routes. And then we started creeping up, trying to play some press or tr- just trying to close up the cushion. Then they started running post routes. And when they run the post routes, it was no help for the safeties because they were getting sucked up because you putting the ball in a two time ACC player of the year. So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of the things where we always play aggressive and our aggressiveness was our detriment because that's what they want you to do. And they had the athletes to basically make you pay. So you just run into somebody that's got your number. That's it. Simple as that. And I know people don't want to hit. I'm not taking it it easy on the defense. But you have to always respect the ability of your opponent. Did I expect to lose by this much? Hell to the no. Did I expect to lose? Hell to the no. I'm a competitor. I never expect to lose. If I'm going to practice all week, you better be damn sure I'm coming to win. And we kept doing what we do. Be aggressive. And they hit us. I said, our motto was to come punch them in the mouth and see how they respond again, punch in the mouth. You're a challenger in a heavyweight fight. Punch the champ in the face. Knock him down. See if you can take his will. Does he have a heart of a champion? Or was he a paper champion? They demonstrated they were a champion. On offense, Sunshine was out that thing throwing scuds. And Sunshine actually surprised me with his pocket mobility you know how many sacks he avoided with sudden movement and climbing the pocket and knowing understanding where to go immediately when avoiding the sack that dude top flight man we respect the hype the hype is real etienne my god if he not the clearly the best running back we've seen all season it's not even close did you see the gears he was hitting? Did you see how anytime somebody tried to hit him in the thighs, he was running like 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 Roger Craig? Yo, I was I was I mean I knew he was nice last year. But seeing him up close, look, sometimes TV don't do special players justice until you see them in person. The the vision he had, the sudden quickness of hitting the hole, understanding how to use his burst, understanding when to get skinny. When it absorbed the, the hits using the stiff arm. Only thing he did wrong was drop a damn deep ball out the backfield. But enough about them, man, um, on offense. On defense, kudos to, to the offense. Kudos to the offensive line. Kudos to Bryce Perkins. Kudos to Hasis Dubois for making number 19 for them barbecue chicken. But they pulled him out. We was getting that mad. This is the one game where all the window dressing and all the motions and all the sets that we do pre snap worked in our favor because we kept getting masked, masked up versus non cover guys. Hasis was getting masked up on 19. Anytime we did a little window dressing and a little formation Mason shifts, and they were bumping out. Anytime we sent the back out the backfield as the number one, they would let their corner number one check. A linebacker, I mean, a tight end or a running back. And then you had that fourth best cover dude, which was number 19. matched up versus our best route running receiver, Mr. I ain't slow, but I can go. Hasis Dubois. And he was barbecue chicken him. For any time somebody want to say anything bad about Nick Grant, Hasis made sure, y'all going to talk bad about this dude too. I'm going to get it back for my brother. And look, man. Look, we talk bad about Coach and I, and I'm going to put myself in it because I was hard on Coach and I this year and the years past, things like that. And y'all remember when Kurt was on my podcast after the Notre Dame game, and people, you know, was like, yeah, Kurt was right. And yeah, Kurt was breaking it down on what and I need to do. Boom, 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 boom. And I'd be damned if Coach and I ain't taking it upon himself to serve all of us shut the hell up juice, myself included. And I always tell him, please serve me shut the hell up juice. Please prove me wrong. And he did Offense was Offense was shh, What? Hey Look at that game again Tell me offense was not making you proud That offense looked good Bryce out there cooking They thought Bryce was going to run He showed him he could run They say Bryce dare with your arm He was great with his arm People be out here disrespecting three Like he can't do that Anybody that wear three Going to be special from now on Okay Quinn got it started when he took three Yeah, people was questioning that. Four-time All-American. Then with Quinn Lee, Bryce get it. I'm like, yo, you know what number you wearing? He was like, yep. He showed you. Rewriting the record books. Bryce Perkins. One of the best to ever do it here at UVA. Top five dead or alive in UVA history. Bryce Perkins is right now. Fight me. Tell me I'm wrong. Show me the lie. Bryce Perkins is top five dead or alive all time. At this university playing quarterback. Fight me. Don't get me into the best overall players, period, because we really gonna have a dog fight. Cause he's stating this case. His legacy in two years is crazy. Crazy. This is my guy. And his toughness, we ain't even gonna talk about that. Dude got Wolverine healing abilities. Proud of the offense, man. Proud of the offensive line. Let's give it up for the offensive line. Clap it up. Clap it up for the offensive line. Come on, man. We were talking, you're talking bad about them. Talking dirty, spicy, any of the slang words these young boys use. Talk to me nice. And guess what? They all coming back. They all coming back. This is the big, bad, vaunted Clemson rush, uh, 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 pass, pass rush. Bryce back there picking and choosing. The times he did get sacked, it was cover sacks. They just hit the call with the coverage and what we're trying to do. They got us. When you can say you are the quarterback to throw for more yards than anybody all season and they played against Sam Howell for UNC, who's a bona fide passer of the football. We talk about the running back playing quarterback. Bryce Perkins, they treat him like he's Lamar Jackson. All he can do is run, just make three throw. Three can't throw, he can't throw, he can't throw. Since that Louisville game, that boy been averaging close to 400 yards of total offense a game. Talk to me nice. Talking about Bryce Perkins. But yeah, man, at the end of the day, this game just demonstrated to me that We're we're trending in the right direction. We are trending in the right direction. The injury to the secondary, we couldn't mask them this game. We we, we couldn't overcome it. We just couldn't. And you tip your hat to the big boys known as Clemson. They're going to play for a national championship. They're going to play Ohio State. Salute to them. Continue to rep the ACC. We're going to go play in the Orange Bowl, playing against Florida, Another team that's only lost to Georgia and LSU. Another vaunted pass rush. Balanced offense. We're going to get to them later, later down the road. But Wahoo fans, you can't let the fans of Virginia Tech steal your joy because... Right now, oh, oh, oh somebody, somebody want to talk? So yeah, hey, I'm gonna let okay, I'm gonna
1: let him. Okay, I'm
0: gonna let him address
1: talk, Hawk, the uh, me, Virginia
0: Tech fans on Twitter. Go ahead, Petty Hawk.
1: Yeah, thank you, Ball Hawk, for your great introductory skills. I am the Petty Hawk, and I got something to say to all the Virginia Tech fans on Twitter that were so worried about us. You know, Ball Hawk like to say y'all give us free publicity because you're always sharing um, tweets that are talking about us, you know, trolling us about the spread. You were trolling us about the score, tro- trolling us how if we lose, we won't go to the Orange Bowl. But look at God. We are in the Orange Bowl. You guys are in the Belk Bowl. Isn't it ironic that the past two years, Virginia Tech, as much as you guys beat us in the streak 15 years, blah, zay, blah, zay, blah, blah, um, congratulations to your new defensive coordinator. You don't even like your new defensive coordinator. and He won on your own. He wanted your own play defense for y'all, wanted to come back, was coaching your safeties, and you're mad that you hired him as your defensive coach. Y'all just mad at everybody. Y'all sure y'all ain't the hills have eyes and West Virginia and stuff? What is going on? Just don't like nobody. You're just, you're, you're just a Grinch right now. You're me, one, Mr. Grinch. So anyway, Virginia fans, did y'all notice that Virginia Tech has gone to all the bowl games that – UVA has gone to in the past few years. We went to the military bowl, and they go to the military bowl. We went to the belt bowl, they go to the belt bowl. Hey, guess what, Virginia Tech? Hopefully, you go to the orange bowl next year, and we elevate and go to a, a better bowl. Because that'll mean we probably beat y'all in ACC championship, and y'all still be ranked, and we go to a good... Well, nah, I guess, nah, I guess not, because we'll still be in the orange bowl since that's the that's the champion. So, we ain't going to want y'all to go to no orange bowl next year, but... Yeah, man. Y'all need to watch y'all mouth. Y'all being too petty. Okay. Stop being so petty. Focus on what's going on with y'all. Every time I turn around, all I, I turn on the ball hawk on Twitter. He won't let me respond, but I got to view. All the slander about Virginia sports from Virginia Tech fans. Hey, newsflash, you got other sports too. Talk about them. Talk about them. Focus on the move. Like, it's so funny y'all looking at us and y'all hiring a defensive coordinator. Y'all looking at us and the according coordinator y'all want, didn't even come to y'all. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, damn was like, oh, hell no, not them. <laughs> oh, damn said, oh, no, not them. I ain't going to them. <laughs> man, y'all need to drink this Petty Hawk, shot the hell of juice and worry about Virginia Tech. Let the people that have cups with oranges worry about what's going on here. Go ahead, ball hawk.
0: All right, man, y'all heard him. Y'all heard Petty Hawk laying down that low. That's not ball hawk. That's Petty Hawk. Ballhawk kill people with kindness and Ballhawk use the mute button. So I don't even engage anymore. I mute and block. I try to be cordial. Then when people get out of pocket, I hit the block button. So that's all I got for y'all, man. Y'all know the motto good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do, man. I'm still, hey, with this break, I'll still be bringing in more football content, definitely going to start recapping some basketball games that I could watch now. I couldn't watch the North Carolina game, so I couldn't give you a breakdown, and I'm not trying to give you a breakdown from just the box score because that'd be cheating, so I ain't going to do that. But, yeah, man, appreciate y'all. And, look, if you want to donate to the ball Ballhawk Show podcast, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm, and when you go to anchor.fm, there is a button that allows you – to donate directly to the Ballhawk Show podcast. It says support this podcast. When you click on that button, you got an option of doing a 99 cent per month, uh, monthly contribution of $4.99 per month, or you do a $9.99 per month, monthly contribution to the podcast. Definitely appreciate you, man. Until next time, ah, Ballhawk, we out of here. Orange Bowl bound, baby. You know the vibes.